Welcome to the Dr. Nurse Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Sandra Pagenta. I'm a doctorally prepared nurse practitioner, and I am so glad you decided to join me today. The Dr. Nurse Podcast is a podcast for nurses and nurse practitioners that are wanting to understand what exactly their degrees can do for them. After the birth of my son, I had this aching desire to have more flexibility in my career choices, despite feeling like all the alphabet soup after my name didn't really afford me very many options. I launched the podcast to find the answers that I so desperately needed. I also knew I couldn't be the only nurse who felt this way. Does this sound like you? If so, come and hang out with me as I figure out what our nursing degrees can give us access to as far as career flexibility, control over our schedules, and entrepreneurship by talking with NPs and RNs who are doing exactly that. Sit back and enjoy the conversation. Hi, Dr. Nurse Podcast Nation. Welcome to the podcast. Today, we are chatting with Joelle Jean. She graduated from New York University in 2005 with a bachelor's in nursing. She worked in a general pediatric emergency room labor and delivery experience. Then she went back after, it looks like 10 years. She required her master's degree and became a family nurse practitioner. And she's now a full-time senior writer for the nursejournal.org. She lives in New York City <laughs> with her husband and two adorable children and a cat named Zuzu. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to chat with you about what you're doing because I've had multiple nurse writers on and I really like this role because I feel like there's a lot of flexibility and there's a lot of things you can do with it that a yeah. lot of nurses aren't aware. So I can't wait. Yeah. So yeah. let's dive in. So kind of describe to my listeners what it is that you do as a full-time senior nurse writer and kind of what your job looks like day in, day out. Yeah. So as a full-time nurse writer, I basically, the whole process is pitching ideas, finding interviewers, and then writing the article. So I have, it's a very small team, nursejournal.org. There's me as the internal writer. Then I work with copy editors, well, editor, copy editor. Then it goes through um, publishing and then the article comes. We meet about, you know, twice a week. Well, I'm sorry, bi-weekly. And okay. we just really pitch ideas on what is trending in nursing. I write for their blog. It's the news and advice. Um, so whatever's trending, whatever I find is very dear and near to my heart, I will pitch the idea We'll either vote yay or nay, and then we, you know, go out and find interview interviewers, nurses to interview. I write the article, I do research on the article, then it goes through the whole editing process, and then it starts over over again. So wow. yeah, yeah. And you guys put out a journal. Is this like a monthly journal? Like it's daily. An article goes out daily. Oh wow! Yeah. So you guys are putting out content every day. Yes. Okay. Yes. And so when I was looking at the website and seeing the staff, you're the only nurse on the staff, correct? Yes, I am okay. the only nurse, oh. nurse on the staff. Yeah. Again, it's a small team. So eventually that may change. But yeah, it's they they realized that they needed an expert writer for the site. And uh, serendipitous, serendipitously, I ended up getting the role because I was writing maybe a year prior to that. I met another nurse writer, Portia, she's at The Right Nurse on Instagram, and yeah. she's a program where she was 
looking for nurse writers. And I've always loved writing, like ever since I was a child, love, love, love writing. But I became, I became a nurse and, but I still wrote on the side and I ended up falling, finding Portia and she basically emulated everything that I was. She was a nurse, she was a writer, she was African-American. And I was like, oh my God, this is exactly what I want yeah. to do. So I freelance writing, I did freelance writing with her for about a year. And then this position came up right at the like heart of COVID where I was a nurse practitioner in a clinic and it was nuts. Um, and you had two babies during. And, and I have so two, you, ba- two kids. Were you doing like home care on top of work? Oh and so it's crazy. It's, I know. I think I have post-traumatic stress syndrome because I'm trying to think about like how we did it. But my mother-in-law was. I blocked it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I try not to think about it. Um, but my mother-in-law was very instrumental during that time. She took them. My oldest one did homeschool. I mean, remote learning. And my little one was just turning once, like right at the height of COVID. So he wasn't in school or anything, but my mother-in-law took them. My husband and I, when he was off, he would, you know, take care of them. And when I was working, yeah. whatever. But I was away from, I know this is going in a whole different No, <laughs> no, this is important. No, this is important um, because it's what you had to do to yeah. keep working. Yeah. My husband works in healthcare too. So in the height of COVID, she took them for six weeks. She was like, don't even come over. We had to see them through the door. Like it was so traumatic because we didn't want to get them sick. We didn't want, she was like, if you guys are in healthcare. Yeah. Yeah. So we didn't want to get them sick. We didn't want to get her sick. You know, she was just like, just until we figure out what's going to happen, you guys, I'll take care of them. So she took them for six weeks. We went to visit them like every couple of days. So traumatizing, but that is traumatizing. we made it through. My goodness. Yeah. And then during that, I was writing and then I realized like, oh, this position came up and I applied and interviewed and the rest is history. What I love about this too, is that it actually kind of gets you out of that COVID, you know, where you're kind of in the COVID line of fire working in yes. healthcare. Because yeah. now you're working from home, right? And yeah. so you're able to kind of take your kids back from your mother-in-law yes. like be my babies and yes so yeah you can bring them home and you know she doesn't have to be a full-time mama again and you can actually see your children how did you get to this specific spot in your career as you've been kind of going through I know you've worked as you know emergency room pediatrics and then labor and delivery and then just kind of transitioning what made you go like I don't think I want to be at the bedside anymore I don't think I want to be clinical like in the trenches type work yeah. I mean, I think I, I became a family nurse practitioner. I love, that's one of the biggest things I miss is the patient care. Yeah. I don't miss the bureaucracy and all that nonsense that happens yeah. with, with being a clinician. I miss my patients terribly. How writing has always been a passion of mine, like forever, for as long as I can remember. I always loved creative writing. I wanted to be a children's book writer for a really long time. I was like in a critique group and everything. Then I realized how hard it was. And I was like, it's really hard to get published. So that Which was- is surprising because I'll read like books to my kids, and yeah. like, to my kid. And I'm like, this is the lamest child's book I've ever yeah. read. Like, <laughs> how did this get published? And so, but yes, there is a really fine line between like Good Night Moon. Yeah. And then there's the other books. Yeah, I mean, I want to be a really 
well-known children's book, really great writer. So yes, yeah. a lot of it is who you know. Some of it is who you know. But but it's it's a lot of work, like putting in all those queries. Like you have to like get a literary, you know, you have to like query your work, which is like send the letter out to, to pitch your idea and then get picked up. I never went that far. So maybe I gave up too early, but- You can um, always go back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Especially it's still now. Mine. Yeah. yeah. Especially as like an established writer now, like you could come up with a nurse book or something. Don't give up on that dream. <laughs> and, in, and, and like minorities too, there's not a lot of books for minority children. So yes, yeah. it's still a passion of mine, but you know. Yeah. I was writing with Portia, like I said earlier, and- a lot of it had to do with imposter syndrome, right? So you think like, I'm not that good of a writer. Like I can write, but I'm not the best. I don't write for the New York Times. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you think like, oh, I have to be able to be this like well-written, well-read, established writer. But in actuality, the reader just wants facts, you know? So as long as you can get that information out to the reader and it flows really well, then it's not that difficult. So being with Portia really helped me get over that imposter syndrome, like me submitting an article and I'm like, what do you think? She's like, Joelle, just let it go. Yeah. It's fine. It's good. It's edited. It's published. Once you see that happening over and over again, you're like, oh, okay, well, maybe I do kind of know what I'm doing. I went for this role. I had a portfolio, luckily, of articles oh, were nice. already published. And I was a nurse. It was basically a job that was written for me so that's so I really you know I went for it and that's where I am today yeah. throughout this journey as you've been kind of getting to this spot as nurse writer there's been moments that have been hard moments that have been easy would you give me an example of a moment kind of like what you said like with the imposter syndrome or a situation that happened that you're like maybe I'm not cut out for this but then you just kept persevering and you kept pursuing yeah, yeah your dream yeah. Yeah, I think I think a lot of it has to do with like constructive criticism. When you start getting that in the beginning, you're like, oh my God, maybe I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe it's not the best work, but it's really just crafting you to be a better writer. Like it, just because you forgot a comma, you know, doesn't mean, yeah. or it's in passive tense versus active tense, like doesn't mean you don't know what you're doing. It's just that, building up that confidence and knowing like, you know, what you're writing is, is really for the audience. I don't have, I mean, there's some articles that I write now that my editor was like, mm, maybe it needs a little bit something more. Like we need like mm. a little bit more, you know, better interview quotes or something like that. So that's when you're like, oh, you, your, your ego gets a little bruised, but yeah. Other than that, um, I haven't had anything super duper. Like traumatic. You know, yeah. What you're describing is the ability to get feedback and to see it as a gift and to see it as something that is making you stronger instead of like, man, I'm not, this isn't for me. I'm not doing this. Like I'm not getting five-star ratings every single time. You still yeah. have to keep going, even though that piece wasn't your best work or you know, they think something else might need to be added. It'll help grow your skill set a yeah. little bit more. Yeah, definitely. What were you gonna say? Yeah. No, I was gonna say that it's it's just so opposite from nursing. Like nursing, it's like life or death, right? So you kind of really, really know need to know what you're doing. 
And I think I took that with me in this new role, like, you know, you know self-criticism, like, you know, it's not good enough or whatever, but you learn like, okay, you could just erase what you wrote and <laughs> rewrite yeah, it. And, that's a good um, perspective. You want to think that you're a perfect nurse. You don't have to have and carry that weight of, I'm not perfect. It's like, no, I, I get to just erase it and write yeah. it. I think it's really good that you said that you had mentors along the way, somebody to kind of help you kind of get to where you needed to go. Is there even anybody else that's inspired you as you've been kind of in this new role as senior writer? Thanks for listening to the episode. I hope you're enjoying the conversation. I wanted to take this time and remind you to check out the Success NP Etsy shop. It's a shop that I design with my best girlfriend, cute nurse practitioner gear, hats, bags, anything you could think of, as well as adorable digital products, mom life stuff. So resources for nurses to come. We're just excited about our shop. It's another way to support the podcast and to get really cool gear. Check it out and be sure to tell your friends about the podcast as well as the Etsy shop if you'd like. And what I'm building here, any promotion, any sharing helps build my audience and I greatly appreciate it. Now let's get back to the episode. Yeah, my, I mean, I, my number one fan is my husband. <laughs> He's amazing. So supportive in all my endeavors, more excited than I am in whatever I pursue, which is great. And I have my family. My family's super supportive. I mean, my I come from a very traditional Haitian background. So my dad's like, writing? Like, what? I thought you were taking care of patients, you know? But, yeah. uh, but no, I mean, they're super curious about what I'm writing. Like, s- send me this article when you're done. And I wrote an article about like nursing within generations. So I focused on like a Haitian family. It was like a mother, a daughter, an aunt, and they all were nurses. And they talked about their experience of how they, how hard it was to come to the United States and take having to take over nursing courses and just that camaraderie and that the, I guess their ribbon of how you know, they stay together. And a lot of it, even though it's different generations, they still had the same experience. At the end of the day, you know, they loved, loved nursing. And I was really privileged enough to actually write that story for them, which I love. Like that's, that's, that's what's the golden nugget of writing, you know, just like being able to tell someone's story. I think it's interesting that you said when they came over, because I know a lot of foreigners when they come from other countries they're they're educated to be physicians and nurses and then they get here and they're told you can't practice so they have to retake all these exams and I've, I've had other other minorities people from other countries that have come over and they're like no I'm a nurse over there but I had to redo everything to come over here and work. So it's actually really admirable to see how they they kind of humble themselves and get right back yeah. into being a student nurse again. One of the things I'm just curious about, what are some of the topics that you write about with the nursejournal.org? Because as I was looking through it, you guys create content. And this is why I think this what you're doing is so important and for nurses to hear and to see what you're doing because you create content around scholarship money. You create content on like how to get from where you are right now to being a travel nurse. And that's somebody that like 
doesn't even know that they want to be a nurse, how to become a nurse, they're not a nurse. Like you walk them through all the steps. The journal is a great resource for any nurse or any person considering being a nurse. That's like, I don't even know where to get funding to go to nursing school. I don't even know. Pitchyournursejournal.org to my listeners to get them to figure out why would I check out what she's working on? Yeah. I mean, our brand is really about like uplifting the nurse voice right we want to grab you at all milestones and nursing has very many like maybe eight or ten milestones right you're like thinking about nursing you become the nursing student you can either become a nurse's aide an lpn get your associate degree in nursing you can get your bachelor's degree in nursing you can decide to do forensic nursing you could decide to be a travel nurse you can decide to be a community so we really try to like pinpoint where these nurses are in their whole journey of nursing and we just really try to educate you know that that group that community you know we you know you want to be like the resource that everyone goes to right well that all nursing prospective students or experienced nurses go to to just get information on the on the career then you know the nursing career Yeah. And that was the thing I was noticing as I was looking through like, oh, this is what you do if you want to go into the military to have them pay for your nursing degree. Like it is a plethora of information. You just have to literally click and you're in a spot that's teaching you what you need to do to get to where you want to go. So I just think for nurses, again, that are looking for different career options that are like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want to go do something else, but how do I get there? Yeah. You guys are a great resource. And again, it's written by a nurse. You have nursing contributors on your yep. on staff. And so I think there's a lot of great information that you guys are putting out that, again, would help nurses. I know you miss, miss beds out, you caring for patients, but now yes. you're caring for nurses. So it's definitely, again, people are people. So you want to care for all. And even though it's something different, it's still that same mantra of providing care. And I think that's really, really neat. And so if you could go back at the start of your career and give yourself a piece of advice, something that you wish you would have told yourself at the beginning of your nursing career, what would you tell yourself? Oh, that's a great question. Hmm. I think what I would tell myself, like now I know there's so many avenues to nursing. You literally can do anything with a nursing degree. I think I would explore a little bit. I I stayed in the emergency room for a long time because I loved everyone I worked with. So I stayed there for like 11 years because you're just like, the people make where you work. That's true. That's true. But I would have liked to maybe experience more of like the tech side, you know, maybe do informatics, just figuring out like a little Mm -hmm. bit about what that is about. Just not to not to not take it seriously you definitely should take nursing seriously especially your first couple of years but not to be afraid to explore other options you know like we were talking earlier like we are so nurses never say no to anything we're multitaskers we're interested in pretty much everything so just not being afraid to like try new things and if it doesn't work out you know there's always a nursing job waiting for you there's a shortage there it will still be there it will still be there yeah no it's true so many nurses get on and say that exact same theme of like 
don't worry. There's always something there for you to just kind of step back into and, and to go back to. So why would you stay if you're unhappy? Because that will always be there. So go try this thing that you might find enjoyment in. And I agree with you, the right boss, the right people, the right are all the things that you need to have a really, really good career and a job that you don't want to leave. Yeah. If you're missing any of those elements, your boss is not great or the people that you work with aren't great. Or it's just not the right time in your life or whatever it is that you're doing. You're going to be miserable at your job. And I think that's another good thing for a nurse to hear. Just that it's okay if you really like where you're working, you like who you work with and you stay a little bit longer because the people are good. I think that's important. And it's sometimes really, really hard to find. So if you find it, hold on to it. Yeah. <laughs> and so for the last part of the interview, it's the rapid fire questions. Are you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> all righty. All righty. So we already know your favorite subject in school was creative writing. Yeah. Uh, what was one subject that you didn't like learning in school? Oh my God. There's so many. I, well, you know what? I wasn't the best student. Like I really, really? I, I really wasn't. I was, wow. I loved to write. I loved like communications, marketing, all that stuff. The things that probably was my worst subject. Oh my God. I loved psychology, but it was introduction hard. to psychology. Yes. Was so hard. Yes. I had to take it over. Because it was I took so nutrition twice. I took yeah. nutrition twice too. Because it nutrition, was nutrition, another bus. one you're like, oh, I know how to eat. I know how to <laughs> eat like... not doing well, dropping it. <laughs> like I don't understand. Yes. You're like calorie counting times yes. what? Feeding the, the nutrition. Yeah. Okay. We can't even figure it out. Imagine like the regular person. Oh feeding. yeah. What a disaster. Yeah. yeah no, it's right. totally a bad system. But I remember that class. That was one I struggled with. Yeah. <laughs> nutrition, enter the psychology, statistics. Yes. Stats. That was another one. They make you take it yeah. every year too. It was like, oh, healthcare stats. And it's like, yeah. come yeah. on, man. Gosh, never use that. Why did I have yeah. to? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I yeah. have to use it sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> no. What was your very first job that you ever took? Ever? Like ever. when I was ever. I'm oh, talking like ever. ever. I think it was a babysitting. I guess it oh, would be okay. Yeah. You were a babysitter. If you had yeah. to give a book to someone, what would be a book that you would just be like, this one? I love the outliers. Who are you talking about? Outlier from Malcolm Michael Gladwell. Gladwell. Yeah. Malcolm Gladwell. Ooh. So good. Like book. if you think you can do something and you're afraid, just go ahead and do it. Because these people were not supposed to do what they ended up doing. And they were successful at it. There was a need and they went for it. And it's, it's, it's a great book. Yes. I love Malcolm Gladwell. He writes two other books that I love. It's called Blink. That okay. book, fire. If you've never read it, it will blow your mind. And then the other one is David and Goliath. I'm a sponge around anything he says. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, how yeah. do I like absorb what it is that you're saying and talking yeah. about? Because he's just so smart. It's based on like fact. Yes. It's, yeah. It's one of those statistics that we hated. Yes. He, yes. he loved it. And so we're glad he loved it because now we get to yeah. benefit for how he makes really difficult concepts, just really easy to understand and put it in ways that you can just that are palatable like that word yeah. it was so wonderful chatting with you today thanks for coming yeah. on the podcast and describing and sharing what what it is that you do and how you developed your career and how you found something that lights you up inside that brings you joy yes. and yeah it gives you the kind of life that you want that's what this podcast is all about it's about hearing stories from other nurses 
went for their dreams. They just went for it. And sometimes that's entrepreneurship. Sometimes that's this role that they didn't even know existed or they didn't even know that they could morph their career into. And it's going for it and giving it all you got, not looking back, burning the ships. Yeah. It's going, I'm burning the ships, man. That's I'm not going, <laughs> going forward. Yeah. You get more, so. you feel more confident with experience. So it's like, even if, you know, now we're at, I'm at that stage where I'm like, okay, yeah. go for the, the dream. Yeah. And again, I can't wait to see you when you write your children's book. Because I think that, uh, that that dream, I'm not going to we'll let die see. for you. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But I would love you. I would love to write about you, your podcast. So definitely I will reach out and definitely put an article about that. Definitely. Oh, that would be awesome. I would love that. I'd totally be, I'm totally be down for that. So just let me know. Okay. Alrighty, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. Check out Joelle, check out, check her out on, I'll tag her on all her social media accounts so that you can see what she's doing. Check out the nursejournal.org because again, like I said, there's a ton of information on there that if you were thinking about role switching roles or you want to go for that nurse practitioner role, they've got all the stuff on there that you need to be successful and to be able to figure it out. You don't have to work really hard. They did the work for you. So check them out guys. And as always, enjoy the journey. I am a little I love you, Mama, and thanks for waiting me. So that's a wrap. Be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And leave me a review if you like the show. I would love to get five stars. The Dr. Nurse Podcast is on the World Wide Web, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, and TikTok. Subscribe to my newsletter for updates on new podcast episodes and other information to help you on your own nursing journey. You can always message me at the Dr. Nurse Podcast at gmail.com with any career professions that you are interested in hearing about. And just a friendly reminder, the information on this podcast is for educational purposes only, and the information should not be used in substitute for professional care by a medical provider. The information in this podcast does not represent medical or professional advice or services.